awesome. So like I said before, um, if something is funny, definitely feel like laughing. If something is um, comical, just, just be yourself because I'm going to be myself on this morning as well. If you have your Bibles or electronic devices, we're going to be looking at four different foundational scriptures on this morning. Uh, four different foundational scriptures on this morning, and they will also be up on the screen. We're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter 1, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Uh, Peter, 1 Peter 5 and 7. We're going to be looking at Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. So again, we're going to look at Hebrews on the screen, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. First Peter 5 and 7. And then Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. So looking at Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it's going to be in the New King James. And it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. First Peter chapter number five, verse seven says, casting the whole of your cares, all of your anxieties, all of your worries, and all of your concerns once and for all on him, for he cares about you affectionately, and he cares about you watchfully. And then the last scripture we'll be looking at this morning is Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six, which says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And so this morning, the topic that we're going to talk about is your Valentine's Day gift. Your Valentine's Day gift. And on the subtitle is understanding how to lay aside every weight in your life. Now, some would say, some would say, is this a Valentine's Day message? Well, it, it could be, but I think it'd be applicable for whomever is here, whoever will actually listen to this particular session. So let me first of all say, um, typically if you're doing a presentation, people give you about three to five minutes before they make a determination if they're going, they're going to listen to what it is that you have to say. So as you're standing all over this place, as you're standing all over this place, yes, as you're standing all over this place, I was like, oh my goodness, yes, <laughs> as you're and if you can, if you can, I won't be respectful today, if you can, but I want to make sure, typically when I do training or seminars or workshops, I always start with this affirmation, if you will, because again, we want to make sure we're setting a, a beautiful atmosphere, which has already been set in the previous session, but at the same time, what it does is that it begins to, people start saying, oh, I'm going to actually listen to what it is that you're going to say, so I'm going to have you repeat this affirmation after me, I'm going to say the words and I want you to repeat them after me okay one two three I will be a great leader I will not give up because that's not me I come against distractions situations and circumstances that will hinder me from going forward I will be strong for my God has made me strong for who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. And the Lord mighty in battle. So now that you have the words, a little more enthusiasm. I will be a great leader. I will not give up. Because that's not me. I come against distractions, situations, and circumstances that will hinder me from going forward. I will be strong, for my God has made me strong. 
glory. The Lord strong and mighty, and the Lord mighty in battle. Now find you somebody to look at. Awesome. Tell, them, <laughs> tell your person, you will be a great leader. You will not give up. Because that's not you. You come against distractions, situations, and circumstances that will hinder you from going forward. You will be strong. For my God has made you strong. For who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, and the Lord mighty in battle. If you would clap those hands. Person, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm so excited to be able to be able to talk to your people on this morning, God. I thank you, Lord God. Revelation, wisdom, and knowledge will flow freely in this place, Lord God. I pray, Father, you will speak through my vocal voice and think through my mind. None of me and all of you, Lord God, as we understand on today, Lord God, how we will be laying aside every weight in our lives, Father. We trust you, Lord God, on this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 1. This is going to be out of the living, New Living Translation of the Bible. The New Living Translation of the Bible. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin which so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race set out before us. The Passion Translation of this uh, Hebrews chapter 12 says it this way. Then you'll be able to run life's marathon journey with passion and determination. For the path has been already set before us. Have you ever been to a track meet, a high school or middle school track meet? Yeah, I've been to that, and, and, and there's there's runners, and runners are all assigned to their given spot, if you will, and then there's audience members, folks that are like cheering the folks on and saying, yes, you can do it, yes, you can make it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? So what we're going to do this morning, I want to show our track that we're going to be using for this morning. So if you have the pulpit, it's kind of like the starting run, as you see in the image. And then I'm going to make my way, I'm going to try to do it. going to do it. This time, again, we're at the race. I need to hear things like, you better go, Dr. Smith. All right now, I need to hear some claps. I'm going to try it again, all right? There's an energy, there's enthusiasm. Folks are like, yes, when I got my doctorate degree, and I, now I actually go this way. You make my way across, folks are like, yeah, can I get it again? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Hebrews again, thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> 
So let's look again. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says, and if I can get it in the new living, that's possible, that would be great. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd to the life of faith. Now what's interesting about that is they use the term therefore, which means that the writer itself Therefore, it's an adverb. It means as a result of or for this reason. Or, the, or in the KJV, it says, wherefore. Which simply implies that they're making reference to the previous chapter. Otherwise, we wouldn't use the term therefore. So they're making a reference to the previous chapter. Now, Hebrews 11 talks about these individuals that were excellent in their walk of faith. Abraham and Moses and Sarah and Joseph and Moses. They talk about folks in by name, but they also mention people who are not by name, but how they live their life of faith. Now you might be saying, I may not know who Enoch is and Abel and Noah and, and, and Abraham, but maybe you had a, a, a grandmother or a grandparent, come on. <laughs> or maybe you actually had a, 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 a former spouse who's no longer with you or whatever. Maybe you had individuals who gave you an example of the life of faith. For us, we actually had our aunt. We referred to her as Aunt Bush. And she's no longer with us, but she took us to morning prayer. <laughs> uh, while we were elementary and middle school. Morning prayer. And what was interesting about that is we despised going. <laughs> Despite going, but what's interesting about it, that when I got to college at A&T, I spent four years doing some form of morning prayer. Again, if you would have told me back in the day, we're going to do morning prayer. Oh, gosh, no, but I spent literally four years in campus ministry doing morning prayer. Again, she was an example of a life of faith. Let's continue with Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. And again, again, New Living Translation. It says, therefore... Since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin which so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Now, this is a weight. Am I right about it? It's a weight. It's kind of heavy. I, I passed them in the gym, so I won't say I go. I like I say, oh, there they go. I passed them in the gym and say, look at that. But what's interesting about it? This will not slow me if I were to walk around here. Does that make a sense? Okay. So the question becomes: It's actually a benefit. So the question becomes: What weight do we need to strip off? If I get two one two volunteers. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I need one to stand over here. Uh -huh. You're going to be passing boxes. Pass them to Brother uh, brother Rice here. And we're going to lay them on the paper, on the table here. Okay? All right. So, I was curious. What weights is the Bible talking about? So, let's, let's look at a couple of them and let's kind of get some examples. So, weight could be... A legal issue. A weight could be a job loss. A weight could be health issues. 
Come on. A weight could be career challenges. Keep going. A weight could be aging or elderly care. A weight could be, if you are an entrepreneur, pressure to get clients. A weight could be financial struggles. Keep them going, keep them going, keep them going. A weight could be rent, mortgage payments. Come on. A weight could be car payments. Oh my goodness. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we in the house. Okay. <laughs> a weight could be a breakup. I thought he was the one, and, and so I'm um, okay. A weight could be social isolation or loneliness. A weight could be emotional ties. A weight could be life disappointments. This didn't go according to my plan. I'm a little bit upset. A weight could be past regrets. I thought XYZ was going to take place and I'm now 45, I'm now 55, I'm now 65 and it hasn't happened yet. It, it could be a weight. A weight could be peer pressure. Maybe you are a teenager and you're dealing with pressures and you're like, what's going on? A weight can be peer pressure. A weight could be bullying. Somebody's bullying you on the job, bullying you at work. Hey, or bullying you within school, it can be a weight. What's another one? A weight can be academic pressures. Maybe you're doing your best and all you can do is do B's and C's and somebody says, I need to have A's, which goes back to my educational back background and says, have we discovered the talent and the gifts of that child? I digress. A weight could be sibling disagreements. Though my brother and I get along great, I've learned that siblings sometimes don't get along well. <clears throat> a weight could be personal growth. You want to grow and develop, but you're on a position and does not allow you to do that. A weight could be wrong decisions. You thought this was going to go the right way. It did not go the right way. Or you knew it wasn't going to go the right way. You did it anyway. Wrong decisions. A weight can be mental health issues. Let me pause here. It's real. Thank you. <laughs> Mental health issues are real. Um, a weight could be addiction recovery can be a weight. A weight could be discrimination and prejudice that may be happening somewhere along the lines. A weight could be past hurts. What else you got? What else you got? What else you got? A weight could be family conflict. Again, y'all are doing well or, or you're not doing well. We just learned during the session earlier today. <laughs> Family issues can be a problem. A divorce can be a weight issue as well. What else? What else? What else? Parental challenge can also be a weight issue. A loss of friends. As you get older, you start having to go. We're going to another funeral this coming Thursday. Somebody else is now going home to be with the Lord. That could easily be another issue. Loss of a loved one. You love your sister. You love your father. You love your mother. And they're no longer with you. Is that all of them? And the Bible also refers to as an sin. I'm not going to go through all of those. You can look at those in Galatians chapter 5, 19 and 20. Y'all can be seated just for a moment. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Can anybody identify? Now the question becomes, how does this play out? If I can get that volunteer one more time. How does this play out? 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 Let's do um, let's do Sister Sister Smith first, and then I'll have if you all I'll have the right family come up just a moment. Let's do the Sister Smith first, and I want you to imagine though Sister Smith is sure enough married. I want you to imagine what she looks like as a single person. So again, what we say we said this is the starting point of our race. Okay, mm -hmm. as she's going about her day, you want to follow me? Mm -hmm. As she's going about her day. She now encounters weights. Okay, hold your hands up. Yep. Relationship. 
parental conflict, wrong decisions. Where's my one I love? Uh, as a single person, isolation, loneliness, life disappointments, past regrets. And so what happens as she's walking with me, Thank you. We're going to put those down right here. Okay. All right. Careful, careful, careful. Yep. All right. Thank you. Can I get that married couple real quick? Great job. Great job. Same concept. Same concept. We're going to start at the top. Again, how do weights look like? This time, for those of us that say they want to be married. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Uh, <laughs> the wife will be leading the husband. You have your eyes closed. Okay. Okay. Again, the wife will be leading the husband. You'll have your eyes closed. Again, let's not forget all of your weights. As your husband, we'll hold those. As your husband, we'll hold those. Yes. Okay. Eyes closed. Make sure you be mindful of the steps here. Mm-hmm. Let's see what it looks like. 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 Let's see what it looks like, okay? get married, this comes with the process. Okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. Now remember, the starting line is up here, so watch that step, watch that step. I'm taking my first step. Okay, okay. You got a step. All right, take the next step. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keep to the right. Ooh, 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 okay, okay. All right, we'll pause right here, we'll pause right here. All right, thank you. We'll come back right back to that. You can grab the boxes from your husband as well. Now I want to observe something. And Brother Rice, would you uh, put these so they're on the, just kind of evenly on the table? Thank you. So I want to point something out. I heard a little cheers, but nothing like when I ran the first time around. You applauses, but nothing like when I, we run around the first time. If anything, we spent more time watching them, right? Like, are they gonna are they gonna drop the boxes? Whether it's them or whether it's it's Sister Smith, are they gonna drop the boxes? Can I keep it real? It's hard for them to lift up their hands before Jesus and say, Hallelujah, go red. I ain't seen no high fives. 
because we, <laughs> we were too busy looking at them carry their weights. Am I making sense in here? Yeah. In addition to that, how many people that they passed by that needed a word from the Lord? But they were focused on whether it's the single person or the man. They were so focused on their weights. Am I making sense? And then Romans chapter 12 talks about how we're supposed to be offering our body as living sacrifices and all that. It's hard to do that. Carrying weights. Pastor Smith, there's a slide that says, when we are so consumed by weights, we're unable to give our full attention and focus to God's assignment and purpose for our lives. Does that make sense in this house? But the good news is, that the, 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 the title of the message is, your Valentine's Day gift. How do you lay aside every weight in life? So you might be asking, Dr. Smith, now how do you do it? Now, I, I, I saw the example. An example made sense. And I'm like, well, oh, we're not supposed to live like that? Absolutely not. So how do you lay aside every weight? Step one, keep your eyes on Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy away to him, he endured the cross, despising his shame, and he's now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. We keep our eyes on Jesus. Step two, we cast our cares. Hebrews, I mean, First uh, Peter 5 and 7 in the Amplified says, casting the whole of your cares, and I love this translation, all of your anxiety, all of your worry, and all of your concern on him, for he cares for you affectionately, and he cares for you watchfully. Every anxiety, every concern, and every worry we can cast upon him. But now if you're like me, you're like, well now how do you do that? How, how do you do that? How do I cast my care on God? I'm going to give you three strategies that I have personally used in my own life. So the first, time, the first thing I do is I verbalize it. So I remind God of what his word says. The Father in the name of Jesus, according to, because I give the Bible reference, according to 1 Peter 5 and 7, I cast past regrets upon you. Now, now let me let me first when first when I started this, I would take it back. Okay, so again, I cast it upon him. <laughs> I said you can laugh. <laughs> I, I cast the life's disappointments. I also cast that upon the Father in the name of Jesus. According to God, I'm having a loneliness as a single person. I'm having a loneliness situation. God, I'm like Jesus. How about something coming up? Oh my God, I'm not gonna get a breath. I'm gonna get a Okay, having a loneliness. <laughs> Therefore, I can say, you know, I like to have a bear. Can I get a car? No. Can I get some balloons? Something. Can I feel, at the end of the day, can I feel love today? Again, Father, in the name of Jesus, I have dealt with, and I wrote a book about it, that's why I know, I dealt with discrimination and the prejudice on the job. I need you to handle it. Again, according to 1 Peter 5 and 7. Does that make sense? I verbalize it. That's the one strategy. Second strategy, and it should be on the screen here shortly is I define it as a shoebox strategy. I've used this several times as well. This is a regular shoebox, if you will. But inside, I put different pieces of paper in it. And then what I do is I cast the care, whatever that care is, I put it, I fold it up, I put it symbolically inside the box, 
And I close the box. Again, a way of casting my care on the Lord. And what's interesting about this particular strategy is months ago, months later, you can start looking in the box saying, oh my God, he took care of this. Oh my God, he took care of that. Man, I remember that was a big issue. Now, I'm using small pieces of paper, but because I'm a writer, normally mine is eight and a half by 11. Yeah, because you know, I got to talk, I got to, ah, this is going on. But again, I symbolically cast it and I let him have it. The other way, and this is probably my favorite one, this is the one I actually use more now, is journaling or writing it. And your journals can be something as simplistic as this. I just finished writing in this one. And then now, because I wanted to um, be a little more fancier, I got this off Amazon. I was like, ooh, look at how thick it is. But that's me. Because again, <laughs> and the same things apply. In my journal, I put a little dash. This is First Peter 5 and 7. This is what's going on. Have the lengthy. I need to talk about it. And what happens is I literally have the opportunity to watch God handle it. Okay? All right. So those are the three strategies. Step number three. Step number three. When the care returns, you speak the word of God. Let me say, and I'll just use because the Valentine's is around the corner. When loneliness shows up, I have the option of letting it stay in God's hand. And I just speak what the word says. First Peter 5 and 7, God, you said to cast it on you. So when the enemy wants to come in and say, you know, you ain't got nobody, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. I told God I needed to have some type of something. I told God, hey, 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 this is a worry, this is an anxiety, and this is a concern on this particular day. I'm gonna help let lead in your hands. I'm gonna let you handle it. What I'm not gonna do, when the care shows up and say, oh, it's the 13th, no, no, no. I already had that conversation with God, and I'm gonna let the word speak for it. Come on. And then step four, trust God, he can handle it. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 and 6 has been, the in, in the message Bible, has been, oh my gosh, the last four months has been the scripture. It says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. That's, that's, that's Dr. Smith. Don't try to figure everything out on your own. Guilty, got control issues. Don't try <laughs> to figure everything out on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything that you do, everywhere that you go. He's the one that will keep you on track. And let me say this, particularly when you're talking about mental health. Give it to God. He has an anxiety and worry and concern. If God comes back and says, go see somebody, you need to go see somebody. So I want to make sure I did say that here. Okay? Once you have cast your cares and given it to God. What? He, remember that starting race? Remember that starting race? Once I've done that. Because I gave him the God. Because that, get this, that's what he said to do. All right. Do you see the difference? You see the difference? As you're standing. 
as you are standing, what is your Valentine's Day gift on this morning? That from this moment on, in anxiety, any worry and concern, you can place them in God's hands. He can handle it. Give it to him and trust any weight that you give him. If you, if you give it to him, he'll take care of it. Don't snatch it back. Don't be like, I got, uh, no, let him have it. And as a reassurance, I'll have you turn to the screen. I saw my pastor has taught us to have three different variations of scriptures <clears throat> or different versions. So um, Proverbs chapter 34, I mean, yeah, Proverbs chapter, I'm sorry, Psalms 34 and 15, the Amplified says, the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, those with moral courage and spiritual integrity, and his ears are open to their cries. The NIV says it this way, the eyes of the Lord on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cries. But the voice translation says it this way, the internal watches over the righteous and his ears are attuned to their prayers. He is always listening. And if you need a new, a new um, Testament translation, it's 1 Peter 12, the 3 and 12. And this is in the tra Passion Translation. It says, for the eyes of the Lord Yahweh rest upon the godly and his heart responds to their prayers. No matter your age, there is a race that you've been assigned to run in life, and there are people that are cheering you on and waiting for your arrival. When waits come, cast them upon the Lord because he cares about you affectionately and he cares about you watchfully. I open and close the same way. Y'all ready? I will be a great leader. I will not give up. Because that's not me. I come against distractions, situations, and circumstances that will hinder you or hinder me from going forward. I will be strong, for my God has made me strong. For who is the King of Glory? The Lord strong and mighty, and the Lord mighty in battle. Find you somebody to look at. Find you somebody to look at. Find you somebody to look at. You will be a great leader. Tell them again. You will be a great leader. You will not give up because that's not you. You come against distractions, situations, and circumstances that will hinder you from going forward. You will be strong for my God has made you strong. For who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty and the Lord mighty in battle. Last time I will be a great leader. I will not give up because that's not me. I come against distractions, situations, and circumstances that will hinder me from going forward. I will be strong for my God has made me strong. For who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty and the Lord mighty in battle. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, that they receive their Valentine's Day gift. No more worrying, no more anxiety, and no more concerns that they can cast it on you, Father. God, we thank you.
you, Lord God. You told us to trust you from the bottom of our heart. Don't try to figure it out on your own. Listening for your voice. Trusting you that you're going to handle it, Father. That's what your word says. And the Bible says you can't lie. That's what your word says. I pray, Father, your people will trust you to cast it upon you. Let you have it and leave it there, Father. Your hand, you, you literally said, my hand is open. I'm ready to receive. I'm always listening. I can hear what you, I already know the situation, but I got to, in, 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 in any relationship, I have to make sure that you know, I can. Tr you can trust me to do it. You can trust me to handle it. But I have to make sure that you know that. And so, Father, I pray that your people will let you, literally let you take care of it. God, I pray you seal this word, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hello, I'm Lady Aisha W. Smith. Thank you for joining us today. We are the Training Center Church located here in Gastonia, North Carolina at 1314 West 2nd Avenue, Suite B. If you're joining us and this is your first time, we'd like to take this time to say thank you. If you're new to our area or if you're looking for a church home, we currently have our services on Thursday evening at 645 and 7 p.m. for Bible study and Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. We'd like to invite you and your family and even a friend to join us live here in person where we have worship every Sunday. Thank you for joining us. Give thanks and be blessed. I'm Lady Aisha W. Smith. On behalf of our pastor, Pastor A.C. Smith, we love you and thank you so very much. Thank you.